0: You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvicecoaching.com. Today's episode, we're talking about online dating, specifically the opening message when you start the conversation. Boy, do I have a lot to say on this because this is a heavy, heavy topic in the dating advice world. You know, people even talk about this in the, on the blogs, you can chat GPT, some of this stuff. I mean, really, you know, this is a very common thread when it comes to how do you get women on dating apps? What are you supposed to say? What, where are you supposed to begin? So we'll start with this. Most guys are getting online dating openers all wrong. You know, they think they have to be super creative that's one of the big problems. I think they got to be super creative when it comes to coming up with the best line because the best line, the most unique line, the funniest line, the wittiest line is going to get you an answer. And I understand that that's why we we do the first lines and why we concentrate so much on them, you know, it's like the opening line if you're going to approach a woman, it's like the whole point is to get her to answer. So I understand why you'd think you'd have to be so creative and just come up with something that she's never heard before, whatever it may be. But I'll tell you right now that the reality is women are getting so many matches that they are beyond overwhelmed. And when a woman is overwhelmed on a dating app and she has so many opportunities, she is filtering in a way different process than maybe you are right? A man doesn't have as many options typically as a woman. I mean, even a not super attractive, average looking woman can still go on a dating app and get a lot of options. So she's overwhelmed. She's getting a lot of messages, a lot of matches. She can almost have most of the guys on there, right? And if she's even just like sort of cute and has amazing pictures, which these days you can doctor up your pictures so well. I mean, there's even people using AI to create their photos for them. You know, it's so easy. So when she's going on a dating app and she has all these matches, she's basically trying to filter out who's going to be someone who has, I would call it the whole package. Okay? So what does that mean? That means photos that she likes, some prompts or bio that she might have seen, and a decent enough and easy enough question to answer in the very beginning. Okay. So we'll get into that in a little bit of like, what, what do you mean by easy enough to answer? We'll, we'll go, we'll go to that. That's going to be the theme of the advice today. All right. But women who get all these matches, if they end up getting some sort of question that is, Let's just say super witty. Those ones that you read that you see on TikTok or wherever you, you know, go on, you see these crazy questions, and then the girls love it and they respond. It's so funny, it's so witty, it's so interesting. The ones that end up on the dates with the guys who have those witty lines, it's not because of the lines. It's because of everything else. It's because of their profile, it's because of their pictures. It's because of the way that they have presented themselves on the app. So I see a lot of guys who also, and we work on this with, we've had clients who we've worked with who they, they test out their own openers sometimes. And they've shown me like, look, look, she responded. Okay, she responded. But then what happened? Then she ghosted. Then you don't hear from her again. And you weren't able to get a meetup. So You'll get a response if you have one of the wittiest, most interesting, funny opener that you can find on the internet, but that does not guarantee that she will meet up with you. Okay, so you might be asking, why do they respond? Because the line was so good that she just happened to respond, that she just wanted to respond to it because she's bored, because she likes the attention, because at the end of the day playing a game on your phone or scrolling through social media is the same kind of entertainment that some women get from even guys get from just going on the dating apps and just scrolling around and talking to people and responding to matches and dicking around. And a lot of people will go on these apps to never actually meet up with someone. But you know, hey, there's a fun little message that someone wrote. It's so witty. It's so interesting. And then they'll respond. So why don't they end up Wanting to continue to message the person when there's a really great, witty, fun line. That's because the person's profile was probably not that good, or the woman was just not interested in the first place. So, my big point here is that the opener doesn't matter. It's funny because I say that with cold approaching too. I've said that a lot. The opener doesn't matter. I'll say this again the opener doesn't matter. Now, of course, there's a degree to which it matters. There is a degree to which it matters. Okay. I mean, like I am going to be giving you seven openers that you can use, but what I mean when I say it doesn't matter is it doesn't need to be this most unique, fun, interesting, witty thing in the world. It just has to be a question that is easy to answer. That's it. It just has to be a question that's easy to answer. Why easy to answer? Because if it's hard to answer, I'll give you an example of what a hard question might be like if it's a question where you're like, so, you know, what was the most interesting thing that's happened to you all year? I know that sounds funny, like, is that really hard? It's not hard. It's just, it doesn't, it takes a little bit it doesn't lend itself to a, a quick answer where you can be like, huh, no, you have to think about it too much. So that's what I mean by hard to answer. I mean, it's not easy. It doesn't, it doesn't just roll right off the tongue. I mean, maybe for some people it will, but we want a question that is easy to answer for anyone, that they just know right away. Because I know this is going to sound crazy and I don't want this to turn you off, but if you have a question that's a thinker, you never know. I mean, all of a sudden they're thinking about answering it and they get another notification that pops up in another app or they have to go do something. I mean, you know how it works when you're on your phone. There's notifications buzzing all over the place or maybe they're at work and they were taking a little break and then their friend comes over or they get an email or whatever happens and then boom, she lost you and she doesn't remember you. Maybe she doesn't even care because who knows? She's been messaging a ton of other guys. She has a lot of options. Hell, you might even get a woman who who sits there and goes, I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer this. Like She might even get frustrated. Like, What's the best thing? She'll be like, I don't know. My years suck. Nothing's happened to me. I don't know how to answer this. Ah, forget it. I mean, I know that sounds crazy. Like what? But hey, wouldn't you do the same? Wouldn't you do the same? Can you blame them they have so many options. If you had so many options, you'd probably do the same thing. If you put a dating app up and you got all these women who are interested in going on dates with you, you're just going to end up messaging the ones where it's easy to message the ones that you're interested in the most because again, you get a lot. And sometimes, by the way, this is how crazy it is, is sometimes the the men that they pick are just the ones that they saw the the most recent. If they happen to be on the app in that moment and you ended up matching with them and sending something. Okay, maybe that's she would have gone with another guy, but she went with you because you were the one who just popped up the the most recent. Now, there's nothing you can do about that. I'm just letting you know. Obviously, that's out of our control here. But just to explain how overwhelming it can be for women on these apps, and I'm not saying we should sit here and feel bad for them. This is not a pity party. This is just giving you the reality of how it all works. So we want questions that are easy to answer, ones where she just knows right off the bat. So I have those for you today. I have seven for you, and I'm going to even give you, as we go through these, some techniques so that you can come up with your own. And you don't have to even use any of these seven if you don't want to. You totally can. You can absolutely copy these. But if you want to come up with your own, you can. I did, in fact, by the way, use ChatGPT for a couple of these, not all of them, a couple of them. And it's funny because I use ChatGPT and like most of them are crap. And then I picked out the ones that I knew would work based on the principles that I know about what works for online dating. Okay. So by the way, side note, just be a little careful with ChatGPT. I know for some of these things, it could be nice. It could come up with things for you and it's all done for you and it's really nice, but it doesn't mean that it works. Also, side, side note. Be even more careful with getting dating advice from ChatGPT beyond online dating. I've done this and it's very watered down advice. Let's just put it that way. doesn't give any substance and doesn't give you a lot of specifics. And in some cases, it won't even answer your question depending on what you're looking for. So very bland, watered down answers. Careful. If you want to get the advice, listen to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. That will give you all the answers, Okay. All right, so let's go into these first seven openers. Now, real quick, I want to mention, and I know you're waiting for these openers, but a lot of guys do struggle with creating a profile that gets matches. As I've been saying, you need to have really good photos of yourself. You need to have good prompts, a good bio. We do that all for you. It's a completely done for you process in the TripAdvice Accelerator Coaching Program, which you can learn more about at tripadvicecoaching.com. You can go there, book a call with us, and when you book a call, we'll tell you exactly how it all works. But we do this for you, and it's really awesome because you don't have to think. We do all the thinking for you. We actually help you with picking out your pictures. We help you with finding a photographer. We tell you which pictures to use, which prompts to use. We tell you how to fill them out and your bio. We do it all for you. We have scripts that we give you. We have scripts that we give you so that you can not even have to guess of what to message and you'll get a one-on-one coach. So if you get lost in the process and you're like, what am I messaging now? Because she asked me this, you'll take a screenshot and and just text it to your coach and you'll get a, a response from us. So we guide you through the whole process. If you don't want to do this on your own, if you don't want to figure it out on your own, if you just are going through this and you're not getting the results you want and you want this done faster, go to tripadvicecoaching.com, book a call with us. We'll chat with you and we will explain how coaching works and how we can help you get faster results and get more dates, not just with online dating, but meeting women in person. And if you have a situation with a woman right now, we help you with that as well so tripadvicecoaching.com link is in the show notes now let's go into the seven openers okay at all all of them except for one start with hey name so you're going to say hey name why because name their name is the sweetest sound you could hear dale carnegie said that in his book win friends how to win friends and influence people so you're going to say hey name And this first one is, any travel plans coming up? So let's dissect that for a second. Any travel plans coming up? Well, pretty easy to answer, right? You know if you have travel plans. It's a very black and white answer. You either do or you don't. And guess what? The beauty of this question and the other questions I'm going to be giving you, and I should also mention they're all questions because questions lead to them answering and it continues the conversation. But all these are really awesome because they lend itself to the easy answers, very easy answers, not having to think too hard. Any travel plans coming up? Oh, I was going to say this. Not only are they easy answers, but they are ones where it doesn't matter if, even though it's it's, it's kind of like it doesn't matter if they have she has travel plans. And the next one, which is going to be, I'll just say, hey, name, what's your go-to karaoke song? Okay, so it doesn't matter if she has a go-to karaoke song. You might think, well, what if she doesn't? It doesn't matter because she's going to say, I don't have one, or I hate karaoke. The beautiful part about it is we don't care what they say. We're just looking for an answer. It doesn't matter if they do have travel plans, if they don't have travel plans. It doesn't matter if they like karaoke, hate karaoke, or they love it and they don't have a song. The point is, is it's easy to answer. It's quick. What's your go-to karaoke song? I mean, maybe you have to think about it for a second, but you'll just be like, I don't know they'll say, whatever. Okay. That's the point. Easy to answer. Doesn't matter what the answer is. This is kind of like flirting. When I talk about flirting in person, when you're with a woman, when you do a cold approach or maybe even when you're on a date that a lot of flirting and a lot of the verbal flirting that you do, like it never really matters what the answer is. It just matters that when you ask a question, when you bring something up, it garners a response. So I want to really key into that here. We're looking for responses. We're looking for attention. We just want their attention. And we know that they're paying attention if they're giving us responses. That's it. When we break it down, now, we can get a little bit into that. We can dive deeper. It's like, well, a response also should be something where, you know, if you're flirting, it's a little bit more polarizing per se. It's interesting. But that's my whole point is that if they're responding, it's interesting enough for them to respond. And it should be. We want to spike those emotions a little bit. Not so much here. I know I'm getting off topic, but I know we we always want to learn about all kinds of stuff here. So, not so much here. We don't, you know, obviously we're not spiking too many emotions when you ask what's your favorite karaoke song. Maybe a little bit. And maybe they love karaoke. Here it's a little bit different. In person, it's more we're spiking emotions. But the most important thing is are we getting a response? We want that time investment. We want them to respond to us. We want them to pay attention to us so we can move the interaction forward. Here with online dating, you're just getting responses so you can have a little chit chat so you can show her, hey, I'm a normal guy because that's what they're looking for. After they see good pictures of you, they see some prompts or your bio filled out and they go, oh, this guy seems cool, and then you show that you're a normal, cool you know, a person by asking a couple of questions and not being too creepy or weird, then boom. Then they should be interested. Of course, not every woman will be, but that's why you got to put in the volume. That's where all the volume comes in. We are going to be swiping a lot. Okay. We have great pictures. We have a great bio prompts Then we just increase the volume and swipe, 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 swipe. And I don't mean swipe yes on every single person. We only want to do this with the women that we're really interested in. But yeah, okay, back to it. So first one, hey, name, any travel plans coming up? Number two, hey, name, what's your go-to karaoke song? Here's number three, hey, name, if you could teleport anywhere in the world right now, where would it be? Now I know what you're thinking, trip. Sounds like that's not that easy to answer. Sounds, that sounds kind of hard. Like they might have to think about it. Well, yeah, they have to think about it, but this is not one. This would be much easier. I I mean, in my opinion, I I would imagine this is much easier to answer. It's more fun than asking them, hey, what was the best thing that happened to you all year? Or something like that, where they really have to think about it. Here, it's a kind of fun. That's a fun question. Like, Who doesn't like that question? Like, wow, if I could teleport, where would I go? I'd go to the beach. I'd go to Miami. I'd go to Australia. I'd go to Europe and Paris and whatever. I should say, so those are the first three. Any of these you can use, you got to have an answer for yourself too. So don't just ask any travel plans coming up and not have an answer. Well, that one's easy. You'll know if you do or not. And again, you don't have to have travel plans coming up. If you don't have any, it's totally fine. But you can also add in if she asks you back like, oh, nothing right now, but I really want to go to, and then you say wherever you want to go. And then go to karaoke song. You should have an answer. Again, maybe you hate karaoke. You know, and you don't have to use this. Yeah, if you hate karaoke, maybe this is not the question for you (laughs) because I don't know why you would ask that. But again, that's why I'm giving you a bunch here and giving you principles behind you being able to come up with ones on your own, right? Number three, I would imagine anyone can use this because who wouldn't want to teleport somewhere else than they are right now, potentially. Okay. Number four, if you could invite anyone to your next dinner party, dead or alive, who would it be? Again, one that is maybe a little bit harder to answer, but not really. Most people have at least a couple people off the top of their head that they'd want to meet. They'd want to have dinner with a celebrity, someone super famous. Who knows? Or maybe it's, I don't know, a deceased relative or something. Not to get too dark here, but so you could ask that one. That one's a really fun one. Again, pretty easy to answer, I would say. Easy because it's fun. Here's the next one. Hey, name, what's your favorite thing to do on a Sunday? So that's another good one. By the way, test these out. I've had these tested out with clients. They have worked very well, you know, depending. So you might want to test this out too. You might find for yourself that just some answer better than others. Honestly, the first one is my favorite. Any travel plans coming up? Because it's so easy to answer. But yeah, hey name, what's your favorite thing to do on a Sunday? Number six, hey name. I came up with this one. This is a good one. I came up with this one based off of a chat GPT. So this this one was not written by chat GPT. It was written by me. But I took inspiration from something here. Okay. So hey name, luxurious staycation or backpacking through Europe. I love this one. The reason why I came up with it is because it's 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 contrasting. Okay? There's a little bit of a juxtaposition there, right? It's like luxurious staycation. Right? That's something where you're doing a staycation like in your town. That's what a staycation is. And then backpacking through Europe. You might get an answer where she just goes luxurious in, you know, luxury in Europe or whatever. But the whole point is we're making it different. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously most people would probably want that, but you're playing this little game with her where you're just changing it up. You know, you're saying, okay, well, you know, would you rather, would you rather, would you rather do this luxurious staycation here, which is like, oh, I don't really want to stay here, but Hey, it's luxurious. That's kind of nice. Or backpacking through Europe where it's like, oh, backpacking is not really luxury, but at least I get to do it in a really fun place. It just makes it a fun question. Again, play with these. You can you can change these around and see what works for you. You can do all these different types of this or that. Okay. Number seven is another this or that. So hey name, sushi or pasta. Two very different types of cuisines. So it could be fun to ask that. And again, who knows what the answer? It doesn't matter. They might say neither. They might say, I can't, you know, I can't choose between either of them. They're, they're both. They might even be really into one of them. So it's going to be fun for them to answer that. Again, very easy to answer, right? Like luxurious vacation or backpacking through Europe. Sushi or pasta? Would you rather? If you want, you can even use ChatGPT. You can... You can say, hey, come up with the easy to answer, would you rather questions. And then you can give them an example. Say an example would be sushi or pasta. Or you just come up with some of these on your own, but using these principles. So again, the principle here is we're asking questions that are easy to answer. Okay, now here's the other thing too. Some people might say, well, Trip, you know those other really funny, goofy, wacky questions that are super flirty and, get you know, just get that person to respond. Why don't I just use that if I already have an awesome profile? You know what? You totally can. If you really want to, you totally can. I think, though, there's a little bit of a risk. And I think the risk is sometimes some things are so witty that it almost seems ingenuine. And I think that it can backfire on you. I think that it sounds like, oh, he probably asks that to everybody. Now, you might think, well, what? If, why wouldn't she think I just ask any travel plans coming up or sushi or pasta to everyone? Well, that's a little bit different because it's not so try hard. You know, when it's more unique, it, it seems more lame. Like, oh, you came up with this really unique, funny thing, and you're just sending it to everybody, trying to be all unique and funny. So I believe that these simple questions just like these that are easy to answer, that are a little bit fun, a little bit interesting, ones where I can't even imagine a woman saying like, oh, that's lame. Because at the end of the day, if she thinks it's that lame, asking if there's any travel plans coming up or karaoke song or what her favorite thing to do is on a Sunday, if she thinks it's that lame, it's not the question that was lame she just wasn't really into your profile. That's it. Because none of these are going to be the make or break between, hmm, I wonder if I like this guy. No, the make or break is going to be your profile. Of course, if you say something really creepy or weird, then that could be the make or break, obviously. But as we have gone through these, none of these are very simple. So take these with you. I'll say them again really quickly so you have them if you'd want to just write them down. Hey name, any travel plans coming up? Hey name, what's your go-to karaoke song? Hey name, if you could teleport anywhere in the world right now, where would it be? Hey name, if you could invite anyone to your next dinner party, dead or alive, who would it be? Hey name, what's your favorite thing to do on a Sunday? Hey name, luxurious staycation or backpacking through Europe? name, sushi or pasta. Boom. Try those out. See what happens with them. And again, if any of these are bombing that bad, come back to your profile. And of course, if you don't know what to do with your profile, go to tripadvicecoaching.com, book a call with us. We can help you with that. Now it's time for one of my favorite portions where we get to answer your questions, which I really love to do. So thank you for all of you who have emailed in. You can email me to trip at tripadvice.com and you put in the subject line podcast question and I will answer your question here on the podcast. So let's dive in. This one is from Alex. Alex says, Hi, Trip. I wanted to thank you and express my appreciation for your podcast and all the wisdom you share. It has helped me immensely. I have a few questions. Any help is much appreciated. Okay. Looks like we got three questions here. So we'll We'll just go through all of them right now. I'll read them and we'll answer them. He says, number one, I've been going to the local malls recently and gotten quite a few numbers. One thing I'm struggling with is it seems like every time there is a really cute girl, she passes me as I'm going around a corner. So by the time I notice her, she's already 20 feet past me. What would your recommendation be in that situation? I'm hesitant to go chasing and run up behind them. All right. Number two, he says, do you have any recommendations for opening two girls? Since I see a lot of shopping together, I've been using the best friend test and asking if they know each other's signs a bunch. Not sure if you have any other opening suggestions, but if there's not an obvious opener when approaching them. Um, okay. Number three, do you have any key indicators of interests? I approached two girls the other day, both very cute. At first I felt like the one friend was a little more into me, but as I chatted with them for a few minutes, the other girl locked eyes with me for at least five seconds. I assumed she was more interested. So eventually I asked for her number, but she had a boyfriend and it felt odd to then ask for her friend's number. Any recommendations on indicators of interest and in feeling out which girl in a group to go for if multiple are my type? Any help is much appreciated. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Alex. Okay, number one, what to do when she passes you. He says, quote, she passes me as I'm going around a corner. So by the time I notice her, she's already 20 feet past me, end quote. All right, so here's the thing. With all these questions, but even specifically this one, you're thinking way too much about their reaction, I can tell from the way that you're asking these questions that you want these strategies to almost save any embarrassment or any issue. You want it to go completely perfect. You're really caring a lot about what these women think of you. By the way, I was exactly you. I have to say this. I would have these exact same questions because I wanted to figure out what kind of approach to do and exactly what to do in every single situation so it didn't get awkward or weird. But you know what's funny? All the awkwardness and weirdness that you're trying to prevent, you're assuming that she's going to feel that way, but at the end of the day you're feeling that way and the fact that you're feeling that way is going to make her feel that way. So, If you go up to her and you try to approach her and you're trying to figure out what to do but you already turned the corner so she already saw you and you feel awkward, well, now she's going to feel awkward. Stop worrying so much about how to do this in such a perfect way to make it happen. If you see a cute girl and she passes you, first of all, she's 20 feet already past you. That means that you took way too long. You are not abiding by the three second rule. This three second rule is where you have to go up to them and start the conversation within three seconds. So you're clearly not abiding by the three second rule. So, my advice here is in a situation where a girl passes you, just go up to her as soon as possible. Sometimes you might even notice that she's cute right before she passes you. But I know that you're hesitating. So, don't hesitate. Stop her right there and say, hey, two seconds. I wanted to meet you. That's it. And if she does happen to pass you I mean it's funny it's like what would your recommendation be in that situation? You know, what are you going to do? You have to you have you know, you have to go around and you have to I don't mean not necessarily chase her down, but you can say walk fast up to her and then start the conversation. Point being here for this first question when you see a girl just approach. And if you wait too long, just go and run up and still say hello. You go up from the side and a little bit ahead of her so she sees you before you make the approach. So if you turn around and you say, hey, two seconds, I just saw you over here, I wanted to say hello, okay? So that's question number one. Number two, you're talking about doing this best friend test, asking if they know each other, any other opening suggestions you're asking. Okay, here's the thing, man. I don't love the idea of, and I used to do this as well until I eventually fixed it, of going up to a group of women or a pair of women and just approaching them both. You obviously are approaching them both physically, but I want you to gear conversation right away towards the one that you're interested in. Okay, so I'll give you an example. Let's imagine that you had a friend that you haven't seen in a long time and he was with a friend that you don't know how would you approach that situation you wouldn't be approaching both of them and saying hey what's up no you'd approach your friend even though your friend is maybe in a group of people or in a pair you're still just going up to your friend and starting conversation like hey what's going on man it's been a while wow how are you and then after that you might introduce they might go oh this is my friend blah 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 or you might say oh who's your friend nice to meet you that's the way I want you to go in. I want it to be that way, that mindset of we're going up to the woman that we're attracted to. That is the best way to do it. And then the friend's going to sit there and she's going to know what's going on, or her friends might don't know what's going on, and that's fine. That's fine. You know, you're coming up with probably the worst case scenarios. Like, Oh, what if I do that? And then the other one gets mad and this happens and this happens. Guys, if I can give you any advice, don't solve a problem that you don't have yet. I would rather you have come to this Alex and said to me, Hey man, like I'm going up to all these girls who are in groups and I'm not talking to the group. I'm just talking to the girl and like all these situations happen. And now what should I do? Okay, I, I just don't want you to, you know, solve any issues. Like right now, you were trying to do that with question number one. You were thinking like, well, what if I go up twenty feet and I'm chasing her? And you're probably thinking, well, I don't want to chase her or run up behind them because what if the girl, blah 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 blah. But you don't know yet because you've never done it. So this is one of the issues with approaching: is a lot of guys try to what's called calibrate beforehand. And one thing, and I won't take credit for this, I learned this actually from Julian in RSD. He says, calibrate after the fact. So that means like go and approach, do the best you can do to just go and approach them as fast as you can, and then afterwards, deal with whatever needs to be dealt with. Okay. So to answer your question in number two, go up to the one that you're interested in, bring in the other one as you need to. You know, Maybe you go up to one, you say, hey, two seconds, I want that to come meet you. Where are you from? And then you say, oh... You know, hi, I'm I'm Trip. Nice to meet you. You introduce to the other friend. You go, oh, how do you guys know each other? Now you're kind of talking a little bit with both of them. But at the end, you're going to be like, hey, well, listen, you know, I I I got to run, but let me grab your number. We should grab a drink sometime. We should hang out sometime. And then you go from there. I actually, guys, I have an example of this. I literally have a recording of me approaching a, a bunch of, of approaches. But there's one in particular I'm thinking about. I recorded myself going up in New York City and approaching girls who were hanging out. And there was these two girls that I approached. And I approached the one. And then you see me actually bringing in the other one into the conversation. But at the end, I ask the girl out that I'm interested in. And it works fine. It's not a big deal. That is infield breakdown, by the way. You can get that as an addition to hooked. If you end up getting my hooked program, getterhooked.com. Once you get that, you will have an option to add that onto your order. If you just want to check out infield breakdown where you see me do infield approaches, I'll put a link in the show notes as well. But yeah, it's totally okay to just go up to one of them. Okay. You said, not sure if you have another opening suggestion. Yeah. That's my opening suggestion is go up to the one that you're interested in. Okay. I'm excited for this next one. You said, number three, How do you know which one is interested? How do you know which one is not? It's the same thing I said a little bit earlier. Just go to the one that you're interested in. We don't need signs of interest. See how much harder this is for you now? Is you're like, okay, I need to go up to these two girls and I got to figure out which one likes me the most and that's the one I'm going to go for. Just go for the one that you like the most. And get this, get this. Imagine a world... In which you go up to two girls, one of them, you do the approach that I told you to do. And she goes, oh, actually I have a boyfriend or I'm married. Now imagine a world in which you just said, okay, no worries. Well, good news is I think your friend here is cute too. And while I never want to put anyone in second place, I think that we can have a great time. So why don't you and I grab a drink together? I don't know. I just made that up kind of right now, like on the spot. But just basically being like, all right, screw it. I'm just going to go for the other girl. Who who cares? I don't know. If she says no or she says, sorry, you lost your chance or whatever. Okay, then that happens. Big deal. You know, what I'm saying is stop worrying about the reaction. Stop worrying about what they're going to think of you. Just go for the other girl. And then you can make a joke of it. Like I would make a joke and, and say like, yeah, it would be great. You know, maybe one day, one day we'll be married. We can tell this story. And how it was fate that your friend at this time was single. You know, or or I say your friend at this time was taken and now you and I are together. You know, I don't know. Just whatever. Make light of it. Make a joke of it. Don't take it so seriously and see what happens. If she says no, she says no, no big deal. Stop trying to avoid the awkwardness, the weirdness. Own it. So Alex, if I have anything to really say here to make this succinct for you, just own it, bro. Own it. Fuck it. Let the weirdness happen. Let it all happen. See what happens. You'll be good. Let's go to Hank. Hank says, Hi trip, longtime listener of your content, and I appreciate what you're doing for men. At the risk of coming across as arrogant, it's a basic fact that I've become very financially successful in my career over the past year or two. I'm 27 and have bought my first house in cash and I have a pretty phenomenal salary deep into the six figures. I make way more money than all of my friends who all have very attractive girlfriends and I'm eternally the single person in our friend group. I'm starting to feel like I have everything in my life figured out except for my dating life. By the way, I'm going to interrupt here and say, if I had a dollar for every time I heard a guy say that to me, I would have a lot of dollars because we get that all the time in our coaching program. Guys show up and they say, "Trip, I got it all figured out except for my dating life. So you are not alone here, my friend. All right, he continues. I get laid maybe once every couple months and it's not always the highest quality women. Maybe it's my unassuming personality. Maybe it's a lot of things, but the bottom line is I haven't noticed a change in my success with women since before and after I had money. Oh, I am not surprised. Cuz all the incels out there say, "Oh, look status money, that's what you need. That's what you need. You need look status and money. That's what get you girls." And no, it doesn't. Okay, sorry. Continuing, he says, what are some of the best ways to use wealth to my advantage in dating? Perhaps a better question would be, to what degree is wealth of importance and attraction? I obviously don't want any gold diggers or prostitutes, but at the same time, I know that high quality women are often attracted to successful guys, so I'm wondering if anything, I could do to help. I see beautiful girls all the time just mooning over their completely broke boyfriends. And all I have to say to that is good for the guys. They've clearly figured out something that I haven't. Best, Hank. All right, Hank. All right. So first of all, highly recommend that you check out tripadvicecoaching.com. See if we can help you over here at uh, in the coaching program. We can really put on a lot of great plans for you, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you some right now. Okay. So yeah, here's the thing guys is, is a great question by the way, because yeah, why not? If you're a really rich guy, why not use wealth to your, to your abilities? Where could you use it? Because at the end of the day, when you go up to a girl and approach her, she doesn't know how wealthy you are. And that's also good news for you guys who are not so wealthy is that, yeah. There's a lot of men who can get a lot of women and they don't have to be rich. What do you know? Okay, Hank, um, enough of me being sarcastic here. Okay, a few things you can do. On the dating apps, try to put in your profile, because uh, I don't know what you do for work, but there are some there are some uh, specific jobs or occupations, I should say, that when people put that on their profile... They tend to get more matches because it does scream that they have more money, you know, like doctor, like lawyer, tech executive, things like that. So if there's anything, even though I don't know what it is, there's anything you could do on your, in your profile where you could be putting that occupation, that could help. It also, this is not a guarantee, but this is worth testing. It can help if you have a really nice car of you being in that car and a picture of you in that car in your dating profile. So, I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but that also can work to your benefit. So, I would try that. Try those things for dating. For the other area of meeting women in person, Hank, this is going to be one where we want to use our wealth in opportunities to meet more women. Okay. You're not going to be able to necessarily show off wealth when you do an approach. There are some ways, if you're wearing some designer clothes, if you have like a really nice watch, like a, a Rolex or something like that, there are ways that you maybe can signal to a woman, hey, I'm a wealthy guy and that could that could help to your benefit. It doesn't always, but it's it's better than nothing. But then you can use your wealth to get more opportunities with more women. Now, I'll say this next bit. there's a little bit of a disclaimer. I'll give the disclaimer afterwards. Here's the tip. If you're that wealthy, go to clubs and get bottle service. I mean, and here's the disclaimer, you might not be attracting the most quality women, but I don't know exactly what you're looking for. If you're looking to just get laid, then that would be a great opportunity for you. But I will say this also, there are some women who go to clubs who don't ever go to clubs. They just happen to be going that night and they're not some club rat girl who's a disaster and an alcoholic or drug addict or whatever. So you can still go to a club or a bar and you can meet quality women, even though you're in a place that is a partying atmosphere. But yeah, that's another way to do it. So it's about utilizing your wealth to create opportunities to meet more attractive women. That would be one of them. Another idea is I don't know where you live. Did you say, no, you didn't is getting a boat. Boats are chick magnets. I wish there was a stronger word than magnet. If there was, I would use it here. Bitches love boats. End of the day. Quote me on that. So if you have a boat, you could be going out and you can be approaching women and you can be asking them to come on your boat and bring their friends. And that way you can meet a lot of women. So that's another way to attract women. Now, again, there is a risk, you might be attracting gold diggers, but you can't have your cake and eat it too. I mean, it's just how it goes, you know, however, you know, if you create an atmosphere where you go to a club and you get a bottle, they might not know that it's your bottle, but what you've created is women to come around to you. you. Ah, but at the end of the day, they're probably going to know it's yours. And I'm just saying, it's really up to you to create these opportunities and then to filter from there. Okay, so you'll, you'll filter from there. Meaning from there, you're going to figure out if they're gold diggers. You'll be able to tell. If the girl is super fancy and you, know, you take her on a first date and just kind of like a, an average place that you go to and she kind of feels strange about it, Well, maybe she's a woman who is only liking the nicest things of life. You've got yourself a gold digger here, okay? But yeah, I would say a boat is a good one. And by the way, you don't have to own it. You can rent it. You can rent a boat. I know in Chicago, you can rent a boat on the lake and it would be about $2,500 to $3,000 for four to six hours. So if you're making that much money, you can do that twice a month without even ever having to own a boat and there you go. Also, if you have a really nice car and you end up going on a date with a woman and you're on a second date, you decide to pick her up, she'll come in your car, that also helps. Like I said, if you're on a date with a woman and you're wearing a nice watch, when you're on a boat, you have nice sunglasses, designer sunglasses, all these things that signal that you're wealthy. I wanna be very careful here. I know there's a lot of guys who are listening who don't have salary as deep into six figures This is me giving advice to someone who can just take advantage of the fact that they have that wealth and why not use it, but by no means do you need any of these things because at the end of the day, and hang I'm going to say this to you right now, at the end of the day, I don't know how you're doing with women. So I'm giving you some of these tips here, but at the end of the day, you might be single because you're not good with women. and I'm saying that in the nicest way possible. You just might not be good with them. You might not know how to attract them. You might not be using my TED formula that I talk about. You're a long-time listener of the of the content, so are you utilizing the principles that I teach her in how to attract women? Are you utilizing the principles here to be able to get a woman to say, I like this guy, I want to see him again on a second date, on a third date? Because at the end of the day, that's going to be the most important. You can be super rich and have a lot more opportunities to meet women But if you're not, you know, if you're not being able to attract them, have a conversation with them, if you're not able to just have a moment where you know how to flirt and create that spark, then none of this is really going to matter. So I gave you a few ideas of what you could do and you can take it from there where maybe there's some other ideas where you can have these moments of, okay, I have an opportunity to create this situation that only rich people can create to then attract women to come over. But after that, you got to have a little bit of game. Okay. Great questions. Thank you, Hank. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate you writing in. You can write in too. email me trip at tripadvice.com, put in the subject line podcast question. And if you need more help, tripadvicecoaching.com, book a free call with us. If you need help with approaching, infield breakdown is a course that you can get. And if you need help with building attraction, you can get Get Her Hooked, getherhooked.com. All that's in the show notes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode.